It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. This is episode 50, the 50th episode of Piece of Business Podcast. They said it couldn't have been done. We fought hurricanes and ice storms and floods and COVID, but we have done it. We have reached 50. That is one half of the way to 100, one quarter of the way to 200. And after that, frankly, the math breaks down into infinite loops and strings and wobbles in the universe in the string theory i don't know i'm discombobulated i blame dc and doc and of course glenn more on that later but joining me as always from across the ocean and from the future he is the barroom brawling disco dancing dynamite stretching intercontinental playboy folks he's more over than a plane ride from hell at ga wrestlenut glenn abbott glenn how are things in the great London metro area today? Well, you know what I said the other week about um, the devil's uh, anatomy? Well, it's about the same again today. Tell us more about the devil's anatomy, it's Glenn. Hot as balls, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, I know what that is all about living around here. Glenn, did you catch any of the uh, European uh, soccer yesterday? Of course I did. My team won yet again. One they are rocketing, rocketing up the table. Glenn, Arsenal FC up to 13th out of 20. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Glenn, uh, to what do you attribute their success? We've got a goalkeeper that doesn't let in goals. That, that helps. <laughs> Matters. <laughs> Matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Is it also you know, got a long also got a long history of if you don't concede goals and you score one, you win matches. That's all you need is one, right? Mm, yeah, that's it. If and, you outscore your opponents, you win matches. They've, some they've weeks that out. Yeah, yeah. So, some weeks they're they're good for one. Uh, uh, most weeks they're not, but mm. uh, you know, is what it is. Uh, you know, of course, Chelsea FC up there. Strongly in the fourth position on the table, of course, young American soccer Jesus, Captain America, Christian Pulisic, not playing today, not fit, but that's okay. I'm sure that they will win in his honor. Yep. Anyway, enough of that. We've got some guests. You don't You don't think our guests like European football talk? <laughs> Is that not, not why we're here? <laughs> no, it's not why we're here today. I thought that's why we were here, Glenn. <laughs> It's not why we are here. We are, as as I mentioned before, this is the 50th episode of our fledgling little non-sensory uh, uh, pod, uh, podcast situation gimmick that we attempt to pull off every week. Uh, we thought that for this 50th episode, we would bring in a couple of very special guests, a couple of very important people um, to... Uh, you and me, Glenn, a couple of fellas that, you know, we always say we couldn't have done this without them. We wouldn't be here without them. And that is indeed the case. We will continue to orally fillet them as we go through the morning, I assume. Uh, but for now, folks, we've got a couple of guests with us this morning. One 
is a leader of tiny humans. He is a pied piper of the positive. Yea, verily, the Pope of positivity. The other is Captain Horror, PhD, the only doctor talking about wrestling, unless proven otherwise. Together, they have grit their teeth and spread wide their forbidden doors. They are the cereal-eating, email-answering, P.O. box-dreaming bosses of the besties, the DDT podcast champions of the world. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Gentlemen, thank you for getting up so early on a Sunday to be with us this morning. I think Doc fell asleep. Uh, sorry, all that Wake European up, football talk could just put me right out, right, right out. Doc, I, Doc, Doc uh, what is your uh, which which club do you support in the Premier League? Uh, AC Richmond. I AC, hope that's the right league. I, oh, oh, what, what league is that, Glenn? <laughs> AC Richmond. Uh, God, nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> They, they must have a team somewhere down there in the lower echelons of the amateur leagues. But uh, well, uh, I'm sorry, that was just a Ted Lasso reference. That is the extent oh. of my football knowledge. So okay, see, I, 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 I don't know about the Ted Lasso. <laughs> that's all I've got. Uh, DC, is, how are how are you this morning, my my friend? I'm I'm a little cranky because I was planning when you introduced me to say, "Do you hear that?" That's 13th Arsenal sneaking up on fourth-ranked Chelsea because I looked up the Premier League standing <laughs> because about an hour ago while I was you know getting things done around the house before we started recording, I'm listening to last week's episode. And then Chelsea was second and Arsenal was, what, 16th? And I'm like, they're coming. Mm-hmm. They're coming. I, have, yep. you know, I was going to try to support the bestest of the besties, Glenn. Um, then I realized, you know, Arsenal only has two wins and three losses. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not as impressive as I thought it would be. So no, not even close, not, not uh, close, not impressive at all. According to Google, AC Richmond is a fictional team, but, I think. Uh, but I, I still think doc should support it fully. I do. It also sounds like a guy that wrestled, uh, could have wrestled for ring of honor in 2005. <laughs> yeah. Just generic yeah. enough. I, I'm, I'm with you. Just, just generic enough. Indeed, indeed. Well, boys, uh, you know what? What we normally do here um, in this endeavor, um, our millions and millions of listeners have have come accustomed to hearing us kind of uh, just talk about whatever, and then you know go into mostly a little NXT UK talk when we talk about the wrestle. Um, I, I, Doc, Doc, have you seen this week's NXT UK? Have you heard of this? Have you, Doc? You know there's an NXT UK? Well, Jeremy, uh, at Piece of Business, you know, I I definitely uh, keep up on the NXT UK. Uh, I'm thoroughly versed on all of the ongoings, goings-ons. So, so yes, ask me anything. Did you see see AC Richmond's match this week? Uh, you know, it wasn't his best work. I think the stuff that he was doing down in Ring of Honor was probably the peak of his career. But, you know, I got to respect the man later in life trying to get it done here on the NXT UK show. Uh, you know, coming back to it after such a long absence, it seems like maybe the sparks there. He's got to shake off the ring rust, but he'll get there. He'll get there. I'm confident. Yeah, that's fair. All fair. All fair and all accurate, of course. Uh, but we're we're not gonna we'll go straight into the wrestling talk this week, you know, because uh, I, I, I think the, the the people the the millions of listeners of our podcast and of the DDT podcast, of course, 
Um, uh, have been the tens, the tens and tens of millions of listeners. Uh Um, (laughs) I I, I referred to the the forbidden door being cast open. Uh, We are all here. We are all present in person. We are all finally able to see each other's lovely smiling faces. And uh, I think all our fans just just basically want us to have a little conversation. Um, DC, what's that sound like to you? Well, I I just want to say, as as the Pope of Positivity, uh, how proud and impressed I am that the two of you have made it to 50 episodes. (laughs) I feel like it was years ago, Doc once said something that most podcasts never make it to episode 40. Oh, so the fact that not only did you make it to 40, but now you're on to 50 and you're talking about being a quarter of 200 and then there's string theory involved. Once you get beyond that, the math all breaks down. And here we are starting to to vaguely knock on the door of 300 for the for the DDT wrestling experience. Uh, You know, we just couldn't be happier. Uh, that you're still doing it and that it is successful and you have millions of listeners. I wish you'd millions. share. I wish you'd share. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we, we are, I'll, I'll speak for Doc in this one instance. We're happy to be here to celebrate this monumentous occasion with the two of you. Well, very thank good. you very well, much. We, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we, we do appreciate that. Um, Glenn, um, is this the first time you've been face-to-face uh, with, with Doc Manson? It certainly is. We were saying five years we've known each other. He was one of the first people that actually followed me on Twitter when I started rambling on about wrestling. So it's his fault. <laughs> in, <laughs> the other, in, in, in my old account. And then I bored him to death. And thankfully, he then we started up the wrestling account and he followed me over. Thanks to him and DC for that. It, it, it all goes uh, back to Dark Matter. As I've always said, if it wasn't for DC and Doc, then there would be no GA WrestleNut. I mean, you guys know that, that uh, Doc craves the praise, so mm-hmm. I can't help but feel what like like this show thus far has been, has been set up to just just to stoke that ego of mine. Uh, you know, this is a, this so far, despite the fact that it's early, it's been a fabulous experience as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we can keep doing this all day long. Well, very good. You know, our our sole goal is to tickle your taint this morning, Wait, Doc. Hold, hold on yeah. just a second here. When when Doc looks off camera like that, there's a delivery coming. Oh! So, oh. Mrs. Manson. Oh. Look at this. What is that? Looks like a short stack with a couple Wait. of sausage links. Bring Mrs. Oh, yeah. Manson in. Oh, I want to see Mrs. Left. Manson. She, I, 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 left. Oh. See. I tried, but she tried geez. to sail camera. <laughs> I think she chose I'll, to make I'll the be... breakfast instead of getting ready for the day. Maybe if she, oh, uh, you know, right. she's a little embarrassed. <laughs> I think. Are those uh, are the are those um, you know traditional uh, old fashioned style pancakes? Are those special oh, you know, gluten free oh, carb? There hey, she is. Hey, Mrs. Manson. Hey. How's it going with you this this uh, morning, ma'am? That's it. The family's complete. All good. Early for us. Well, sort of not early. This is two hours. The sun's here. already up. It's not early. As you can see, still in pajamas, so <laughs> taking it slow. Well, that's uh, you know that what what you and Doc do before and after this podcast is none of our business. <laughs> Take care. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, you, Mrs. Manson. 
So, Doc, you didn't answer. Was it, are those um, are those traditional old fashioned style pancakes? Are they some kind of special gluten free, carb free, uh, brand free, extra brand, extra gluten? What you got there? Uh, these would be gluten free pumpkin cinnamon pancakes um, from Trader Joe's. It's so, it's the fall. Yeah. It had to be pumpkin. Yeah, see, yeah. Oh, it's, are you uh, Doc? Are you uh, like my daughter, a basic white girl? Uh huh. I, I made that joke just this last week. We were in the Starbucks drive-through, <laughs> and of course, I'm going to get that pumpkin spice latte. And I turned to Mrs. Manson and say, "Am I just a basic bitch? I mean, I don't know." Oh, sorry. Can we swear on this podcast? Yes, yeah, don't worry. Right. Just checking. Just checking. With that pumpkin. B rope on here. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Are, are there uh, are there pumpkin spiced sausages too? Did you did you go the full thing, or is this just maple sausage to continue the autumnal theme? Uh, I don't even think it's maple sausage. I think it's just straight up regular sausage. No, you can't have all pumpkin all the time, DZ. You need to vary up the flavors. You need to have a little bit uh, a variety, diversity, if you will, in your life. I wouldn't expect you to understand that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since you know the the, the DDT bestie chat is uh, as much about food uh, than it is about anything else. DC, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, let's see, a quarter of an apple cider donut. Uh, and an English muffin with peanut butter and a banana. Nice. Lovely, I lovely. I like that. Glenn, what about you? A little uh, uh, oh. bangers and mash or a little uh, spotted dick? No, 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 no. I had fried... Um, it's a pudding with currants in. Those would be the spots? There would be the spots. Currants. Or, currants. Oh, you don't have you don't have currants in Louisiana, Jeremy. Uh, we only have uh, currants. Very strong air and water that blow down things. <laughs> Those dried, are the kind of currants we have. Currants are basically dried raisins. Aren't raisins? So you start natural. with no, a grape. Same, same, you see. So you start with a grape, dry it down, and then you make a you raisin. Get, you get a raisin and a currant and all sorts. And of then you make there. a currant. Anyway, is um, there? Um, that, that's close enough, but that's the sort of thing right. it is. Um, and you've got a steam pudding, and you put the the currants or raisins into it, and that's where you get your spots. Where the dick bit comes from, I'm not quite sure. Well, you can get a spotted dick lots of places as far as I'm concerned. I can show you a few. Mm, yeah, um, well, <laughs> they have ointment for that these days. <laughs> I like to point out do. the conversation about breakfast lasted longer than that stack of pancakes. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we, we were trying to uh, to stretch it out there, Doc, and give you a chance to, to chew and, and masticate. Did, um, did Glenn but, answer what he had for breakfast? No, I, I didn't get a chance, really. We I was just distracted by Spotted Dick. <laughs> As you uh, do. I, I, I had um, just a couple of fried eggs and... Uh, and uh, some waffles, and that was it, really. I should you apologize. Ever have a... Go ahead. Go I should apologize because I said I had an English muffin. I don't know. I, I don't know if you would yeah. just call it a muffin, Glenn. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, one of those nooks and crannies type things. It is um, a muffin over here. Is something slightly different, but I know what you mean through McDonald's. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what is an yeah, English the... waffle? It's a waffle, the same as any other waffle. Is it like a Belgian waffle? 
I don't know. I've never had a Belgian waffle. Uh, it's a it's it's a potato lattice work, basically. Okay. Right. Potato right. lattice work. Outstanding. So it's not a waffle at all, then. <laughs> <laughs> Our waffles are not made of potatoes. All right. <laughs> You well, Glenn, Glenn's language, yeah, Glenn's language is tricky and confusing. Mm. I mean, they, you know, cookies or biscuits, biscuits or cookies. I don't know. I, I try yeah. to keep up, but it's hard to keep track of. Uh, we have cakes and biscuits. Because yeah. now I'm looking at a picture of a full breakfast and the potato waffle. Yes, that's not like our waffles. Um, um, just a waffle but it looks quite tasty. Very, well, isn't there very tasty? Isn't there another word for like a potato? Is it is it a latka? Is that right? Am I making that up, or is that right? Yeah, that's a that's a, a Jewish Hebrew thing. word, Yiddish word. I don't know what, where the uh -huh. word comes from, but yeah, uh, you know, traditionally eaten around um, Hanukkah, that sort of thing. The potato pancake, the latka. Yes, you are right. You are on the money is there. It, is it Hanukkah or Chanaka? Well, it depends on how much you like to pronounce uh, uh, all the consonants and all the letters that are in a word. So for, to Glenn, I'm sure it's Chanaka. Over here, it's Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> All the flavors believe, of Hanukkah. And believe, uh, believe me, I lived just a stone's throw from a big air Jewish area in London. So, and they okay. always called it Hanukkah. Okay, all right, all right, very good. Well, you know, we've uh, you know had oh, some oh. interesting. Oh, go ahead. Hold on, uh, Doc. Check your phone. Uh oh, I'm just gonna go because. Doc texted me. <laughs> Doc texted yep, me. That is not you. <laughs> any chance of a water delivery, which clearly was meant for his wife. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> so I responded, nope, since I'm nope. not in your house. <laughs> in fairness, I already forgot I sent that message. So <laughs> the water would have never come and I would have never been the wiser. It's just how it happened. Uh, Jeremy, uh, before we yep. continue, you're sure. the only person who has not told us what you have eaten for well, breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. What did I have for breakfast? It was so long ago because I've been up for so long waiting on you guys. Yeah, so long um, that you showed up late. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had a pop tart. Delish. Flavor. Oh. Uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Is that, you, the best. The oh, that's the 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 best flavor of the pop tart. Can I ask a question here with the pop tart? Sure. It's half a year do show. You, do do you eat it? volcanic hot or do you allow it to cool before you eat it in the nude baby right out of the wrapper not even in the toaster no even not in even the in toaster. the toaster i don't got time for that oh i suppose I that's a safe option <laughs> toasters just take too long as a younger man i i was a fan of, of microwaving a pop tot when i wanted it you know mm. a little warm uh, but yeah, since then I just stopped eating pop tarts. I suppose, but yeah, yeah these taste too long. What I mean, you guys are crazy. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's not my uh, normal breakfast. But uh, I was uh, buzzing around the house doing various things and wanted to just have something handy that I could munch on while I uh, uh, was buzzing. Um, some interesting things this week have happened in and around the world of wrestling. And, you know, this, this, the whole, the point of this conversation with our guest this morning is not to necessarily focus on the wrestling, but if any of that talk does come up, then we will uh, certainly go that direction. Um, we'll start with, uh, we'll go in the order of terminal degrees here. Doc, we, where are we you on Kent? What? We need to buy Glenn a mini fridge so he doesn't have yeah. to keep getting up and going and getting more beer. 
This is a become a recurring gimmick on the show. Okay, continue. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'm I'm good with recurring gimmicks. Doc, um, where are you on cancel culture? Um, you know, cancel culture as a whole is a bad thing. I would say. However, it's just because I think you're getting down to the uh, the nitty gritty of it. I, I I do think that you know people having consequences for their actions is simply the way the world works. And um, you know, so so to, to talk about cancel culture as some sort of boogeyman, I, I think is the thing that I disagree with. Uh, but at the other hand, again, if you're not going to be a, a good person, then by all means, reap what you sow. Uh, yeah, you're entitled to say or do a lot of different things in this world. That's certainly true. Uh, but your employer is just as entitled to no longer employ you. Um, so, you know, it all depends on the situation. But, you know, I, I assume this is this is we're now moving towards uh, uh, I'm talking about dark side of the ring. The, the latest episode. Is that correct, Jeremy? Is that where we're headed here? I, I was talking about cancel culture in general, but I mean, if you want to go there, you can go there. I have not seen this episode. Oh, I haven't either. Um, and frankly, I probably never will. Um, the only thing that, that makes me sad about it is finding out that Tommy Dreamer apparently isn't quite uh, as good of a person as I had long hoped he might be. But <laughs> everybody else uh, that I've heard about coming out of that episode, just pretty much. Uh, yep. Uh-huh. That makes perfect sense. Uh, but yeah, I was really hoping Tommy Dreamer might have fallen on the RVD side of things, which he apparently has not. So, mm. uh, DC, um, can people change? Sure. People can. That doesn't mean that, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that people will. And in today's society, uh, people will claim they have changed without actually changing because they know that it's the correct thing to do, you know, cancel culture has existed for so long that there are now steps you go through. You wait a while, you do this big mea culpa, you disappear for a period of time, and then you start to make your uh, return and you do all of the right. Hey, the water's here. And then you. Uh, Thanks, DC. I really appreciate you. No problem. Uh, it over for, here. Anything for you, Bubba. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then you start to do your things to, you know, get your picture taken, helping old ladies cross the street or whatever. So, yes, people can change. But I always am a little dubious when a celebrity is changing after the fact. Right. Like, it's one thing when it's James Gunn, you know what I mean? And people are digging up tweets from 12 years ago when he was employed by one of the most outrageous film companies in the world trauma right and, and and trying to say look at this guy he's an asshole um and then to have completely ignored the last the next decade of his life and work and his growth as a human being i think that's a slightly different situation um than when somebody shows you who they are now um, is it uh, is it is it a different situation because of the length of time um, I think that is a lot to do with it, but it's not just the length of time. It's having the opportunity to have learned and grown and gotten new experiences and incorporate those into your own psyche and your own way of acting. I think that's important, having the it, opportunity it, to do so. How do you get... Go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead. It started with Ric Flair. All this has come out about the, the flight from hell. Uh, who's surprised? Oh, nobody. The man... <laughs> the man... The man has been a professional arsehole from the beginning. <laughs> he always will and always has been and always will be. 
his last gimmick on WWE was being <laughs> going with going with a woman thirty years younger than him. Yeah, the thing <laughs> that no, going, oh, no, wrong with that. oh no, it's Ric Flair. Oh. The thing that I think is most amazing about the fallout from from this, you know, Dark Side of the Ring episode, is that some folks on Twitter, I'm thinking like Jonathan Coachman here, mm-hmm. apparently there were enough of these flights that they are confused about the events that happened on the flight <laughs> that was being reported on in this episode. This happened often enough that they they don't know which flights they're even talking about. Yeah. Oh, Vince wasn't on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so there were other ones. I can understand it. I've I've grew up basically the same time as these guys, and not on the scale that they have. But I've been on coach trips and and flights that I'm quite glad that there was no social media at the time. What did you do, Glenn? What did you do? Yeah, I told you. I told you before. We'll do that (laughs) on a late night question mark. Question marks after dark. (laughs) How do you get on the committee, uh, DC? How do you get on the committee to decide when a person has um, redeemed themselves? I. It seems like you know, and and to answer that question. Going back to what social media, you know, people are com- supposedly canceling Ric Flair. But like Doc said, more people I saw that were like, hey, Tommy Dreamer, like <laughs> yeah. we all know Ric Flair is <laughs> a dick. Yeah. Like we get that. We've long established that. He wrote books. Like, He's been telling you for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, the, the being a territory wrestler in the 1980s, I have a long list of assumptions of things that you did. And I've mm. seen Kona Reeves with the blown out hair. I know he's a flair. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I I think it's just, I don't know how to get on the committee, but it seems like, you know, Hulk Hogan keeps trying to be redeemed. And some people are okay with it. And some people are like, nah, bro, no. And so it. I think it's just, it might take time. It might just take, you have to, you have to actually be sincere in your, yes, I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, if to- I keep looking at Tommy Dreamer's social media, waiting for him to respond in some way, and he hasn't. So I'm like, are you doubling down? Are you just going to be like, nope, I own it? And like, I keep figuring he got suspended from Impact. You know, I don't know if his career is over necessarily, but it seems like not a lot of people are going to want to be in <clears throat> the Tommy Dreamer business. So. I don't know. I don't know how this this whole thing works and how it ends, but that was a crazy. I didn't see it. I don't watch Dark Side of the Ring at all because I don't want to know about the dark side. Um, But people are talking about it quite a bit. I I generally like the Dark Side series. The only one I didn't watch was the Nick Gage episode because I don't care for that sort of deathmatchy garbage kind of wrestling stuff. So I did not watch that episode. Um, and I haven't watched this one about the airplane ride from hell either. Um, because again, I, I don't think that, uh, any of those things should be surprising to us at any way, in any way. I think it's, uh, like I said, they've been telling you who they are for 50 years and, you know, you could choose to support them or not, or continue watching or not, or, or, or whatever. That's a personal choice. 
Um, Doc, if 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 cancel culture, what's the negative to cancel culture? What what's the bad part about it? The negative part to cancel culture is <clears throat> being judged in a public way um, without all of the facts. Right? It's very easy for someone to come in and paint you in the worst light possible. For all we know, Tommy Dreamer had a second half to all of his interview segments where, you know, he said something that would have redeemed the comments that he made. And I say that having not seen the comments that he made. So I don't actually know what, what he said was redeemable or not. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's very easy to, to paint something a certain way with only a selection of the facts and that's not necessarily a fair reaction, right? That's what happens in the court of public opinion all the time, um, which is why I also think it's important to show a track of behavior. You know, um, someone like a Ric Flair, who everybody knows this is the case. This has been the case for a long, long time. Um, you know, as opposed to someone who makes an offhanded joke on Twitter, and that's the only offense they've ever had. You know what I mean? Like, th there's there's a degree of severity to how hard that that cancel stick i think should be smacked around depending on, on what we're actually talking about and who it is we, and what their history is we had it over about. here uh with 1970s d 1970s djs who were basically at that time they were the most famous people on the planet really as far as the uk was concerned um there was a couple that uh, I'm not going to go in. I um, don't want to name names because uh, uh, I just don't think that they deserve to be named. But there were some friends of mine that got, it, that got accused of things um, and there was all over the papers and everything. And it was plainly untrue. One of them even went through the courts to, you know, to clear his name. That's how far it got because of uh, this, as you say, cancel culture and people just assuming that everything that's written about either on social media or in the press is true. Social media is the problem. Uh, mm. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Get rid of Facebook. <laughs> get rid of the Twitters. Uh, TikTok can uh, just talk on out of here. Um, YouTube, <laughs> forget it. Like It's all, it's all garbage. It's all 100% garbage. If you see it more and more. Now you if see you get the a, news now. Facebook, the reason why Facebook makes as much money as it does, and the reason why it's this bastion of misinformation is because their algorithms actively push it because it makes them more money. It gets more interactions than regular content, gets some more clicks. So it's more advertising revenue. It, it's broken at its very core. Um, but of course, you know, there's a lot about certainly this country that's broken at its very core. Um, I won't talk about the UK or any of your countries over there, but um, you know, feel it, free. It, it <laughs> we're just as broken. But if we're gonna if we're gonna cancel social media, can we agree on one thing though that we keep the best in chat? Sure, sure. We're okay, the rest Discord of it. or something. Yeah, the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Most private uh, social media. Yeah. Uh, Doc mentioned the countries in Europe. Uh, DC. How many countries in Europe can you name? That's not true. I mentioned the countries in the UK. That is not. Oh, good. oh. How many countries mm. in the UK can you name, DC? Right. England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Did he get it right? Oh, look at you. Look at the big brain on DC. Now, what about Europe? Oh, yes. how about this? How about this? Instead of naming them, how many? What is the number of countries in Europe? I assume Glenn already knows the answer. 
Glenn, if you don't, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no one knows the answer <laughs> offhand. Doc's looking it up right now. So sure am. I want to be uh, on the downside of this thing. I will say, I will say twenty-two. That is my guess. If somebody How do you do, to Doc? Price, if somebody wants the prices right, me still try to find it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not the easiest thing. Ah, uh, 44. 44. Wow. Okay. What? I only, so I got half of them. I don't know if this is really true, though, because like this list that I'm looking at says 44. The first one is Russia. That's not in isn't it Russia. In it Europe? says yeah. subregion is Eastern Europe. So that, mm -hmm. does that count, Glenn? Oh. Is that, All right. Yeah, yeah Russia. Yeah, Russia is part of Europe. All right. Then. Are they part uh, of the European and, and even, Union? Even the, even the USSR back in the day was considered part of Europe. And then they broke it all into its individual states. So 20 would have probably been about right back in the yeah, day. I would have. I um, I wasn't considering, you know, Moldova or like, no, not when you start. Yeah, when you start <laughs> when you start looking at Georgia as its own individual country and places yeah. like and Kazakhstan and I wasn't thinking of Kazakhstan, all this. Yeah, you know, there's about twelve stars that were all part of the USSR. So, all right, back there, in the day, yeah. it would have probably been twenty odd. But Stan, now. Uh, stands are a problem in more ways than one. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Doc, did I hear Oscar a minute ago? He was. Yeah, he was around here somewhere. He, he wandered away. I think. <laughs> I would have left him free to see him, but well, that's, that's... probably a case of oh god, he's. Talking into that thing again, old bugger <laughs> off. He probably <laughs> smelled those glu those gluten free pancakes. Yeah. Oh, you better believe he got a piece of sausage. It's basically cannibalism. <laughs> uh, DC, um, what TV character or or movie character reminds you of yourself? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not expecting this sort of inquisition. Um, it, it might be more fun it, if I name one that. Yeah, I was going to say of DC. Okay, well, just gonna... let's flip it. Let's do that, Doc. What does TV or movie character does DC remind you of? I'm going to go with Alfred, um, uh, Batman's Butler, mm. Alfred. You know, uh, always there, caring, and that parental sort of guidance. Oh, uh, that's think, sweet. You know, it would take the uh, shirt off his back to bandage your wounds. Um, and you know, a, a wise old sage, perhaps wiser than his years, you know. Um, and also a it, great a great bare knuckle boxer in my youth. Much oh, like absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Exactly like Alpha, uh, like DC. Flip it around, DC. Um uh, cast aspersions on Doc now. What TV or movie character does he remind you of? Yeah, what monstrous villain am I? No. <laughs> no. The, I, the, you know. Because I want to heap praise on him, you know, I could say Peter Venkman just to get the, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, um, exactly. Although, actually, it would more be, um, oh, God, the name's going to. He He's kind of an interesting amalgamation of many of the Ghostbusters, you know. He's got the the brains. He's got the the daring. He's got the chutzpah or chutzpah, depending on how you pronounce the C. Depends <laughs> on how flimmy you want to go. Um, but yeah, I think I think I would go with I think I'll go with Peter Venkman. Which part of him is Win I was gonna say which part of him is Winston? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Explain uh, what just happened, DC. Uh, awkwardly. Oh, uh, I would. I'll, ex I'll explain what happened. Uh, 
as uh, our listeners will know, Winston is uh, the African American gentleman of I the group. I did not know that. Huh. <laughs> and, That's so strange. And, uh, doesn't see color. As, as the question was asked, I laughed and Doc pointed at his genitals, which was <laughs> basically what I expected. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. This is an audio medium. <laughs> you're making up stories. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Ketzel Doc. <laughs> yes, yeah. There you go. It all comes back to that. Did you write down questions for us? No, I was looking at um, Mrs. Manson just posted a picture in the bestie chat of Oscar ah. and an empty plate of pancakes. Got it. Ah. I wonder. He, he, he may have gotten more than Doc by the looks of it. Uh, can I ask a question? Since, since you can we're ask in, anything we're... you want, absolutely. Uh, this is for both of you. You can take uh -oh. uh, what has been the most surprising part of the last 50 episodes? Glenn, you go first. What has been the most surprising, either challenging or just, you know, what do you know now that the... you didn't know 50 episodes ago? Um, how good a friend Jeremy is. Oh, I actually every week I look forward to talking to him. Jeremy, stop pointing at your crotch. It's <laughs> not appropriate. You know, uh, I don't uh, pay uh, Glenn in money. <laughs> no, but that is that is that is the truth of it. Every week I look forward to, to talking to him for a few hours. Um and doing this has got me through some tough times, as you all know, lately, uh, mm -hmm. over the last year. So. All right. Well, that's, that, that's uh, very, very kind of you, Glenn. This is, what you, this, is what you get, this is what you get, Jeremy, for letting Glenn go first. got to follow that. I know. I can't. I, I <laughs> was just, follow that. That was no, just it's, Hulk it's Hogan over. and The Rock. That was Hulk Hogan and yeah. The Rock. You're now Chris yeah. Jericho versus Triple H. Go oh. Back. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I, know, I, I would definitely, definitely echo that for Glenn. Um I uh, honestly probably would not watch as much wrestling as I do if it were not for this podcast and uh, for Glenn. Um, I, I think, you know, uh, one surprising thing is that um, the millions of fans that we do have and the millions of listeners that do listen to us every week um, tend to enjoy the, uh, the, the more random conversational banter as much or if not more mm. than the wrestling talk. And that kind of surprised me in a way. And it probably shouldn't have looking back on it because I mean, looking at the, the DDT podcast, you know, with, with you guys, um, that tends to be the meat of your podcast, the, the interaction and the interplay between you two guys. Um, and, and that as someone who has listened to your podcast for years, um, uh, is the thing that, that I tend to look forward to as much or if not as more um, than your wrestling talk. I mean, because, I mean, listen, the wrestling talk on you guys' podcast, you know, DC's right about half the time. Doc's never right. So, you know, it's, it's you know, I enjoy hearing about, you know, your days and what you had to eat and movies and that sort of stuff. So that's the thing that surprised me, I think, and it shouldn't have, was that the, the, the friendly banter, the randomness, um, has gotten over with people as much or if not more than the wrestling talk. Doc, the other day on your podcast, you were talking about alligator movies. And I, I remember seeing the one you were talking about, the one with the alligator in the sewers, yeah. right? 
probably 1982, 83, something like that, if I had to guess. You know, and, and, and you know, living living in Louisiana, you know, from from that point forward, I always check my toilet because I don't want an alligator baby biting me on the bum. Um, <laughs> why? Where? As far as alligator movies go, where do you put Roller Gator? <laughs> that is not a title I would have expected to hear uh, right now. Okay, uh, Roller Gator is definitely on the lower uh, uh, quadrant of the list, uh, probably in the, in the bottom ten. Can I, can I take a guess? as someone who's never heard of that movie? Can yeah. I? Is it an alligator on roller skates? Please tell me it's an alligator on roller skates. <laughs> what do you not- think? I, I in just hearing that, I feel like it's some sort of weird, you know. I want you to tell me the entire story as you think it exists. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. There is an there is an underground, uh, you know, back alley secret animal roller derby, and they take these animals and they mm-hmm. put you know skates on their feet. And they have to go around in loops and take each other out. And it's this, this is the story of a young alligator who <laughs> is captured and no one knows is the world's greatest roller derby. And it's just <clears> him <throat> going up the ranks. He's taken out gazelles. He's taken out, you know, a fleet of lemurs that all work as one in some sort of weird human centipede style thing. And he's got to, you know, get up until eventually he has to take out, you know, the boss of the animal roller derby, which of course is an elephant. You, uh, you would have made a much more enjoyable film. 100%. I would have definitely watched that. Uh, rather than sitting through roller gator, I would have rather watched that. So Glenn, Glenn, you're smart to the roller gator. You've seen it. Uh, I have unfortunately seen it. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, Doc, Doc, a, um, yeah. And I don't know right, why, but the gator in that movie is like purple. Um, yeah, I don't, it's just a thing. Well, now I'm looking but, it up. And yeah, very small. You shouldn't. you shouldn't. It's it's not. <laughs> it talks can, as well. Can talk. Not, yeah, um, it yeah it's there's a, a carnival, no. not a roller derby, but you know. <laughs> that is a fantastic puppet right there. That is a fantastic <laughs> yeah. puppet. Yeah. I mean, I believe and it's it, been credited as one of the worst movies ever made, right? Riff Tracks did it, which is where I think they I made it. Yeah. Yeah. IMDb has it, it as a 1.3 out of 10. <laughs> Higher than I would have expected. Yep. The gator, the gator in that makes Bruce, when he first appears in Jaws, look realistic. <laughs> True. True. And that True. wasn't that wasn't good. Okay, no. what's everybody's favorite alligator movie then, as long as we're uh, going down that? Road. My Lake mm. Placid. Lake Placid's a good one. Mm. That's a good call. All right. But that entire series was actually pretty good. Oh, Lake Placid 2 was good. Um, I, I don't know if I saw past 3, and 3 was starting to go downhill. But yeah, uh, 4 was not brilliant, but the first 3 were... Uh, I yeah. actually sat through... I sat through them. I binge, when I was off sick, I, I binge-watched them. Okay. Um, All right. And yeah, yeah. that. They they got me because I'd never seen them. Um, they were um, 
Betty White was in the first one. Maybe the second yeah. one too. Two, yeah, she won and two she was in. Yeah, okay, yeah. Betty White was a good character in those movies. Mm. She was fun. Um, and you know, I honestly going back to that 1980 alligator movie. That's one of my favorites now. Um, I remember seeing that one as a kid and being kind of bored by it because it's, it's a little plot heavy. There's not as much alligator action as you'd like. But again, <laughs> having seen it recently, it was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and just going back a couple of years, there was a really good movie called uh, Crawl. Uh, I don't know if you had seen that one. It's who directed that? That's a big horror guy. And I'm, it's embarrassing that I'm forgetting his name right now. It was uh, Alexandria Aha. Aja. Uh, he's the Aja. guy who did uh, High Tension. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. French filmmaker. Uh, and then he did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. He did the remake of Piranha, Piranha 3D. Um, so he's, Ugh. he's known for fun movies with a lot of gore, I would say. And, mm-hmm. and, but crawl was, uh, a good movie. I, I recommend crawl quite a bit. I enjoy that one. I'm, Anyways, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that I've seen an alligator movie since that, uh, early eighties, uh, spectacular. I mean, well, then, well, of course, roller gator. <laughs> I mean, crawl, I think is technically a crocodile, but I mean, you, you know, I'm lumping them together, so it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> DC favorite um, alligator crocodile movie. Uh, I'd like to take you back to the year 1960 and the stage adaptation of Peter Pan starring one Mary Martin. Hey. All right, it counts. I'll give it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got an alligator, it's got a crocodile in it. There's there there is a there's a guy in a crocodile suit who I think once or twice twice crawls across the stage, and I count it. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, there's the ticking, right? I mean, it's that's a exactly. very important part. That's of the story, like, that so. was a yeah, it was, to, a, it was a crucial part of, of Captain Hook's story. So, to be fair, if you see that one, then you have to watch Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which <laughs> is also very good. <laughs> uh, I don't know about this. Peter Pan's gone wrong. What is this? Uh, you've heard us mention the Goes Wrong show on the air. Mm-hmm. This, this, the Mischief yeah. Theater Company who mm-hmm. does all okay. of these. Yeah. Uh, they did a production of Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which I found online. Um, and it's if again, if you watch the Mary Martin play, it's pretty much not shot for shot, but it's that exact story just in their style where everything goes wrong. Mwah, delightful. Do they have other um, plays or is that the only one? They've done A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. They've done The Play That Goes Wrong. They've done Magic Goes Wrong, where they do an entire magic show in that style. So, yeah, <laughs> I you have to get you can watch some of them if you sign up for Broadway HD on Amazon for like six ninety nine a month. You can get one of those streaming channels and watch it. But I found Peter Pan goes wrong. I think on either daily motion or Vimeo or one of those sites, it's probably not entirely legal watching those, but that's Mm. my piece of positivity this week. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Um, Well, uh, I I don't know how much time you gentlemen have with us this morning. I know that you're both very, very busy. Uh, I know, know doc has approximately five jobs that he's working at this point. Um, but uh, I thought uh, it might be a good idea if we watched a little wrestling. What do you think about that? Works for me. Okay. So earlier this week, you know, I had sent a question to the DDT podcast, which uh, anyone can do uh, podcast uh, at DDTWrestling.com. Uh, send the question. The boys will be happy to answer it on the air. I sent a question about gimmick matches, and I had asked, you know, what is your favorite type of gimmick match out of four choices? And I said, Cage match, tuxedo match, loser leaves town match, and coal miners glove match. 
Um, for anybody that did not hear, oh, Glenn's uh, jump starting us here. Um, for anybody that did not yes. hear, yes, <laughs> I hoped not this specific match, but when you asked me that, I was like, please tell me he's found a match that's all four of those at the exact same time. This, ladies and gentlemen, is yeah. a loser leaves town coal miners glove tuxedo match in a cage, <laughs> and we are going to watch it in all of its glory here. Uh, the competitors in this match, this comes to us from the Sam Houston Coliseum in Houston, Texas, around about 85. I'm not positive on the year right there, but um, uh, we have Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Ted DiBiase in a Loser Leaves Town Coal Miner's Glove tuxedo in a cage match. Before we start the match, this is- I, I, I just need to know the build. Why all of these stipulations at the same time? Was it part of the story? Were they pulling? Was it like one of those raw roulette things where they just kept pulling <laughs> stipulations out of a big bingo collar? Like to to the best <laughs> of my knowledge, and I should have gone back and done some research on this. Uh, but you know, why prepare? You know, I think uh, if I've learned anything from the DDT podcast, why prepare? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Hacksaw, uh, Duggan, and DiBiase had been stable mates for a while. They were a, a group uh, in a group called the Rat Pack, um, which is just a great '80s wrestling faction name. Um, I'm probably going to be canceled for that. Um, uh, they were in the Rat Pack with one uh, Matt Bourne, who, of course, went on to be the best version of Doink. Um, and, and these two men, uh, these two had uh, started to feud at some point, and I forget the reason why. Um, I don't remember why they're in a tuxedo, but uh, long story short, this is the blow-off <laughs> of the Doug and DiBiase feud, and what... Uh, what Mid South wrestling fans did not know at this point was that uh, DiBiase was just about to go to Japan for a little while, uh, so we had to get him out of town with a loser leaves Spoilers. town match. And I just I just gave you the ending, but damn it, it's been thirty years. Shame on you if you didn't already. Know. <laughs> um, so here we go. We're gonna watch Duggan and DiBiase in the quadruple gimmick match here, and um, Glenn will press play here whenever he is ready. There's only one reason, Doc, that you wear a white tuxedo in a wrestling ring. Why is that? To bleed. To show the back right row the blood. Me. Absolutely. I'd like to point out. You that know it's going to happen. If that's I- Doug in the ring, he is almost taller than the king. Fingers. <laughs> I was going to be honest. Like, there's only about two <laughs> pixels you know, of resolution here. But as soon as it showed up, I was like, is that Ted DiBiase? I mean, I don't know who it is yet, but. Uh, it, whether it's you know, Hexa this, or DiBiase, I'm impressed that. Well, uh, this is the uh, you know the days before the 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 technology technological marvel that is the iPhone camera, so it might be a little pixelated at points. What are we f- crossing our yeah, fingers we for? We have Glenn? to put up with that with that, with the show with this sh- um, that this works because I've never shared with four people before, so hopefully the Which internet like will present. allow us to run. <laughs> Well, there was so that we one go. time in the 70s, but. All right, let's do it. Yep, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Let's see. Hopefully this sucker starts okay. playing. There, it's a little little herky-jerky, but uh, what do you expect? You know, uh, for, the, for the budget of this show, we, we get what we get. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is being more Herkin than Jerkin right I'll here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well. Thank God. That is um, DBI. I'm sorry, Duggan in the ring there in his white uh, tuxedo, looking resplendent. Mm-hmm. We are waiting the entrance of the heel Ted DiBiase. What do you think about this style of cage, DC? Do you like this style of cage? I like Mr. DiBiase. I like the old school blue cage because you could see through it. Once they started going to like the chain link Mm -hmm. fence and you had to cut holes in the fence for the camera to poke through, uh, it, it, I lost interest. I, I missed mm. the referee camera. Remember that like Halloween havoc where Nick Patrick's yes. running around with a camera on his head trying to like get the action. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. This what? style yeah. of cage just always strikes me as um, actually being uh, more, uh, I don't know what the right term here is, but more merciless, I guess. Like, I don't know about you guys, but as a child, I, mm. I bounced off of my fair share of chain link fences um, there's a lot of give to those things. They don't really hurt the way that, you know, commentary teams would yeah. have you believe unless you're running into the pole. Um, these things, though, these old school cages with the solid steel, um, it actually seems like an imposing structure, one that I believe would actually hurt uh, if you were to be thrown up against it. And, yeah, I, I definitely miss uh, the, the classic style cage. Um, yeah, I prefer it over the chain link fence for sure. Yeah, the chain, the chain link fence will work with you a little bit, but this cage won't. The only thing I would say about chain link fence is that it makes a che- good cheese grater. <laughs> Fair enough. That is true. It, it can do that. It can uh, do that. DiBiase here is, is stalling his way into the ring. He being the heel, of course, dug in the beloved baby face. Where's uh, the two by four? Uh, it's in uh, uh, <laughs> Vince's uh, dumpster out at uh, Titan Tower. <laughs> More important, yeah. where, where's the facial yeah, hair? Heavy. This Ted DiBiase is unrecognizable. This young face that I'm seeing here. I mean, I'm in a heel, but the, the actual face, not a term here, not a not a wrestling term. Just, oh, my God, wh- how, those are cheeks. I'm seeing cheek, <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah, and yeah. also on DiBiase. Um, yeah, he was... Uh, uh, he, he was the guy that kind of bounced back and forth between babyface and heel while he was with Mid South. This was definitely during his heel period, but he was—you uh, could tell why Vince wanted him because he was so good at being the cocky, arrogant heel. How about that entrance to the cage? You just kind of slide under. They didn't put the door um, up at ring level. You actually had to kind of go underneath the cage to get into the ring. But DiBiase doing good heel work here, delaying and stalling. Uh, his entrance into the ring to face down uh, Jim Duggan. Glenn, um, what did you think about the Hacksaw Duggan character once he got to New York? Or was was that the first time you were really aware uh, of Duggan? Uh, no, I, I was aware of Duggan at about this time. Again, as everybody knows, because those late-night wrestling shows. Um, but <laughs> they ruined him, basically. Mm. Territory Jim Territory Jim Duggan was a good wrestler, and uh, then they turned him in like so many others into a clown. The only one that they actually turned into a clown made him a good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So for those of us who only Matt know Bull. Hacksaw, <laughs> yeah. So for those of us who only know Hacksaw, uh, 
what was Jim Duggan's character prior to the two by four and the uh, weird kind of tongue sticking out of his mouth in the three point stance? Right, right. Um, a good comparison would be sort of a um, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. There's not really one. Uh, he, I mean, he was a, he was definitely a brawler. I mean, he wasn't a you know, I, you know nobody was going to accuse him of being Bret Hart in the ring. You know, um, definitely a brawler, but the um, all American um, stand up for what's right classic. 80s babyface territory, um, uh, territory babyface. Just a brawler. I would say but, you know, he was the won't orig- take crap off of anybody. I would. I would actually say he was the original American badass. Mm, that's fair. He was. He, you know, he had that good. <laughs> yeah, get the American thing going on his side, but. He was mean in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a definitely Mr. a brawler. Would never needed a two by four. No, no. He'd be insulted mm. if you tried to give him one. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Just Pounding away. Yep. Pounding away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you two think? We talked about the coal miners glove <laughs> and uh Doc was trying to get me to explain it, and I have only ever seen, I think, one coal miners glove match. Did you enjoy those stipulations watching back in the the 80s? Well, yeah, especially when the baby face got it so he could knock out the heel. That's what it's for, right? I, I've never been in a coal mine, so I don't really know <laughs> what the glove is for. I mean, how you know, many, if you've got a – go ahead. How many glove- coal – I, I had this conversation been. <laughs> not enough <laughs> quite a lot <laughs> quite a lot okay um what a coal miner's glove was um and i know this because my mum's actually got one <laughs> my mother from, was a coal miner <laughs> a coal miner up north okay <laughs> no but she knew you know um my uncle um, he supported the miners during the miners strike and they gave him it's like a ceremonial coal miners glove and a coal miners lamp and the coal miners glove is like a um, a normal cloth glove but across it is uh, metal strips so the when you were digging out the coal if anything fell into your hand it would crush you okay Kind of like a steel, like a steel toe boot, except that is that is why. So reinforced, got it. It's basically, basically, yeah, yeah. So that that is why they were so impressive in wrestling the time. So it does. So it's a gimmick that makes sense. If you get punched with one, you would expect to be knocked out. Yeah, it is one that makes sense now that I know what it is. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. having never heard of it, I was like, "What is this ridiculous (laughs) invention (laughs) of the carny days of professional wrestling?" And it sounded like a completely unbelievable thing. Now to hear it explained, oh, perfect sense. I'm I am ignorant. It makes more sense than a it makes more sense than a kendo stick. Oh, absolutely. It would hurt more than a kendo stick. (laughs) Is Duggan bleeding already? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 
didn't take long. Uh, yeah, it's actually PPE for a, for a minor. Yep, yep. Now, Doug, in, yeah, Doug, go ahead. He just took the jacket off. Do you have to get the tuxedo off of your opponent, like in the Harvey Whippleman Howard Finkel tuxedo matches, or is it just you just happen to be dressed up? Uh, I don't remember the exact scenario, but I no, think... the, the stipulation of this match is not to strip your opponent. Okay. The stipulation of this match is to <laughs> get the pinfall. Thank God. <laughs> so is it pinfall only? Back in the day, no escape from cages, right? No, it, what? No, that's a WWF thing, and that's the so, worst thing in the world. Why? Why would the winner of a cage match be the one who is the coward? Uh, live to fight another day, right? A heel would no. want to escape. A heel a would want to escape. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll give you that. A heel would want to escape, but a baby face would not want to escape. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, they would. No, want no, that to was a whatever feud let them there, right? Correct. That is a that is a WWF Vince McMahon invention, the escaping of the cage to win. I do see it as being an interesting way out, specifically if you're dealing with, you know, again, the very specific type of heel, a cowardly heel. But like it, it does, you know, you're in this cage. It, it, there's potential for harm and for laceration. It's going to be very hard on the body. So like giving an easy way out that only a coward would choose makes a certain amount of sense, although it almost feels like the sort of stipulation that should be reserved for when you really want to get this heel across as having absolutely no spine whatsoever, right? Pull it out when it serves the story or, or something like that. This is uh, apropos of nothing, but has anyone ever done a better fist drop than Ted DiBiase? I say no, no sir. Nope. Uh, no, let's do forget no, about not. the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> now that AC, <laughs> that AC Richmond had a hell of a fist drop. That's true. He did a moonsault and then would drop the fist. Yeah, that's right. which, you, that's know, right. you don't see as much anymore. No, you all don't see the that boys ever. in the locker room. They were afraid of AC Richmond yeah. and that fisting. <laughs> Duggan here bleeding like a stuck <laughs> pig. Looking, looking wonderful in his crimson mask. Which... It's got to be rough. Which, it's got to be rough to do that. For the last time we TBRC on here, right? Sorry, it's, it's got to be the last time we TBRC on here. That was his face. Yep. I'm just thinking as someone who has facial hair, like if you're if you're bleeding, like it's just got to get stuck in. Oh, he's doing the he's hulking he's, up. He's hulking up. <laughs> You know the one thing. Yeah, that's gonna be messy. Looking at he got beard. That's gonna be messy. Yeah, the beard for sure. But yeah, looking at this, the one thing I'll say is I I think I forgot how big of a dude uh, Hacksaw is. Jim Duggan is a big mm. guy. Like I think of uh, Ted DiBiase as being a big guy. Yeah, and right he here, is. Like. I keep calling him Hacksaw, which of course shows my lean. He was he now he he was known as Hacksaw here. He was okay, yeah. But yeah, like I, he just um, it looks like he's larger than DiBiase, and mm -hmm. I forget about that. I tend to think of Hacksaw as being a smaller guy, like. But I think, and that's because in my head, like the and this is probably awful to think of this as being the, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan feud. But like I always think of him against like Yokozuna. You know, mm. um, that was my childhood. And 
you think of Yokozuna being this huge, giant monstrosity of a man, and Hacksaw looked positively dwarfed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you forget that he actually was a big dude. Oh yeah, yeah. he was massive. He was, ma- and DiBiase's not small either. I mean, even no. when you saw when you you know those of us that that saw the DiBiase interaction with uh, L.A. Oh, excuse me, Eli Drake. And uh, I don't know Cameron Grimes recently. <laughs> um, you know, DiBiase, you you could fit those guys inside DiBiase. He's taller, he's bigger, you know. Um, uh, so DiBiase wasn't small either. But yeah, you're right. Hexall kind of dwarfs him here. Jim was six two, hmm. according to Wikipedia. I would wow. have expected taller. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also just he's got mm, that. I would think broad, so. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the football player look. Yeah. You know, he's not quite mm. Rhino where Rhino was as wide as he was tall, <laughs> but he's still doing the three point stance into a lariat uh, as a finishing move maneuver here. Uh he would. He would get down into that position and uh you know really the only thing that Vince did to him was hand him a two by four and tell him to act silly. I mean, otherwise he was the same guy. Look at that face. Really Look at that strange. face. That was really strange that you had a guy named Hacksaw that carried around a two by four. I'm like, that's not even the right type of saw for cutting a <laughs> right. two by four, really. Right. No. Not at all. Hacksaw here taking over. Uh oh, he's looking for the glove. He's looking to climb the ropes, looking for the mm-hmm. glove. Will he get it? Of course, the fans, you know, th- this match is, you know, uh, I know you guys won't, but it is worth watching with the um, audio from the crowd to hear how over these guys were and how crazy the people were for Hacksaw when he got the glove here. Um, the, the, the roof blew, as they say. I always love these kind of matches because wrestlers are many things. Um, <laughs> oh, the powder. powder. Nobody saw that coming. Uh I don't imagine climbing poles when I think of professional wrestlers. So the fact that Hacksaw had to do a little shimmy Mm -hmm. to get up the pole and get the glove. I'm like, I think about this. I remember like watching like a big boss man match where there was something on a pole and I'm like, just bring the pole down. You have a better chance of pulling it down than climbing up there. It has to be because you're sweaty, you're bloody, you're a bigger guy like Hacksaw, but he still got up there and got it. Yeah. Yeah. He lost it. I find that a lot more respectable than, you know, some of these later matches. Like you were talking about before, you went like with the kendo stick. Kendo stick, long, lanky item, easy to grab. This mm-hmm. little, little bitty glove at the top of this pole, they got to work for it. I That's mean, there's, right. there's a story there um, yep. within the back and flow, the, the, the ebbing and flowing of the match, in and out like the tides. You know what I mean? Like you can tell there a story around that, which just doesn't exist. First person to the corner grabbing the kendo stick off. Um and I, they didn't really use it necessarily to great effect here, but I could definitely see some bangers uh, using that sort of uh, is it psychology or, or story anyways um, between the bells. Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I must've missed it the first time, but Ted DiBiase Ouch. is, Oh, the fist drop with the glove. Uh, oh, yep. Now both of them are bleeding. And you oh know, yeah, <laughs> here, here we are in the fall of 2021 yeah. And, you know, I'm still watching some movies going, where's your mask? And now these both are, you know, they're bleeding all over each other. The referee doesn't <laughs> yeah. have gloves on. It's a nightmare. What year was this match? Uh, I want to say 84, 85, but I'm not positive. 85. 85, I think okay. he said on the 
Okay. YouTube page. Yeah, they are they are both bleeding I, I everywhere. Went they... out my way not to watch this. <laughs> Look at Hacksaw. And these guys are so good at what they do. I mean, they're Ooh. they're working for the people in the back row of the arena. I mean, they, you know, th this match was obviously mm. filmed. We're watching it, but it was never meant to be seen on TV. This was a match for the arena. Um, Hacksaw there finally got the glove back from DiBiase, nailed him with it. They are both a mess. Um, these guys worked their butts off in this match. There's going for the pin. There it is. And there it is. And as you know, it takes one shot with is. the glove and the match is over. No kick out, no false finish, no chicanery. One shot. The people will go crazy. The babyface wins. DiBiase loses the coal miners glove tuxedo. Loser leaves town cage match. Was this a uh, UWF? This would. I think it was still mid south at this point, okay. Because I think this was this was yeah. when DiBiase went to Japan before he made his way to New York. Got it. But uh, there we go, a and great he, and he earned, draw. He went to Japan to earn all those millions that he came back to. The That's right, New York. It all with. makes sense. It all makes mm. sense. Um. So there we go, a, a, a wonderful brawl between DiBiase and Duggan in a quadruple gimmick spectacular. Um, well worth anybody's time to find this match on YouTube and check it out. Um, one of the best just pure brawls you're going you're gonna to see. Not a, not a wrestling hold to be found in that match. Nothing but punches and kicks and razor blades. It's a good, it's a good time. Um, As a... As all the regular listeners will know from every match that Jeremy picks, there's not a lot of wrestling. The ones that I pick, we have all the wrestling. The he picks are the ones that have all the fights. And that's why this works. I just, why works really. I just want to go back to that, that, that idea of Ted DiBiase going to Japan and spending <laughs> all those millions of dollars. It's it never <laughs> occurred to me before, but... I think I think Ted DiBiase just got mixed up with the exchange rates of the currencies, right? Because if he had ten thousand dollars, he would have been a millionaire in terms of the Japanese yen, right? So, yeah. is that what happened? Did he just go over there, convert all of his money into yen, and he was like, "I'm a millionaire now"? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the million dollar man. Yeah, he's the million dollar man. Oh. Oh. He spelled it wrong. Yeah, they misheard him. They misheard him. We're, yeah. we're not going to do better than that right there. There we have. Brilliant. That's good. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I uh, uh, we're going to let you guys get out of here and go about the rest of your day. Uh, Glenn and I are going to stick around and talk about a little NXT UK. But before you go, again, thank you very much for joining us. Um, uh, you know, like I said, you know, our millions of listeners, approximately half of them listen to us and not DDT. So, uh, Doc, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find DC about, about your particular piece of business. Well, the DDT Wrestling Podcast can be listened to on your podcast repository of choice. You can find us at DDTWrestling.com or at DDTPod.com. And I'm not going to do the whole spiel. It's silly. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. If you want to listen to us, we've got the banter. We've got the wrestling talk, you know. Uh, and again, hey, 
we're coming up on episode 300, right, DC? So some more milestones coming our way. But I don't want to talk about our milestones. We're here for you. We're here for well, Glenn. We're here for Jeremy. We're here for a piece of business. <laughs> episode 50. Well, that's right. Well, and, and you know, and we they're giving us a round of applause. Doc literally yes, giving us you. a round of applause. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, we 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 do appreciate you guys as we've said before and and it's it's uh it's a shoot it's not a work we would not be doing this if it were not for for you guys um uh, we know that you know doc has tried to help us solve some technical issues behind the scenes from time Failed. to time we appreciate that well you you gave it a shot um you can't fi- you can't fix this um dc <laughs> dc has uh, been a, a wonderful uh, moral support and encourager, giving us advice, um, uh, things to do, what not to do along the way. So we definitely appreciate that. There would be no POB without DDT, the patron saints, the patron fathers, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I prefer of, to be the uh, Patreon fall uh, uh, saint. And so <laughs> that, that's, that's patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. Well done. I would submit that without Jeremy and Glenn, uh, at some point, Doc and I may have just been, you know what, we're talking to ourselves. And the fact that Glenn... <laughs> you know came on and was a fan so early and goes out of his way you know there most weeks i don't promote the show on twitter because i'm a terrible (laughs) person at doing this and then i see that glenn's promoting the show on twitter and i just retweet what glenn did and went yeah that's a good idea listen to the show (laughs) so so i would i would submit that ddt would not have lasted as long without the two of you and the besties but you know, so we are grateful to we are grateful to you. Yes, I echo Doc's sentiments. Congratulations on fifty episodes. We will join you for episode five hundred when you're. You know, <laughs> we're, we're we're coming down the road. Hopefully, then we It'll can be find, here before we know it. Hopefully, by then someone will have unearthed some of the great AC Richmond matches that we can watch. And <laughs> you know, just I heard that, that 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 AC Richmond versus uh, Armbar Abbott match was a banger. Yep, probably yeah. was. I was waiting. When, <laughs> I can't when, remember it, but it probably was. When when Glenn started talking about how he knew about coal miners' gloves, I was waiting for him to say, "I was in one. <laughs> no. I wrestled Fit Finley oh, no. in a coal miners' glove match." Oh. I, oh. I managed. I managed to avoid all that crap. Thankfully, I didn't do anything that was even remotely dangerous in a wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> if if Glenn if 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 um uh, Dynamite Kid had said he wanted to hit you with a coal miner's glove, would you have had a choice? Um, yeah, I would have run away. Could <laughs> still have been running to this day. I would still be running. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I always, we, we, I always say um, when people say, "Oh, I won't become a first aider or whatever because I'm afraid of blood." I'm not afraid of blood. I'm afraid of my own. If I see my own, then forget it. Thank you. That's supposed to be on my inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see? Uh, All right, gentlemen. Well, enjoy the rest yep. of your conversation. I look forward to listening to it when you post and it. One more Thank thing you before you go, guys. Um, I normally do this at the end of the show, but we'll do it now while you're with us live. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. DDTWrestling.com on the internet. 
get your merch, get in your emails, and have a good time in the bestie chat. Brent, Brent, I'm calling you out. I want an email, Brent. Oh, that's yeah. uh, yep. Brent yeah. Piles at, let's, at let's AWI Pod. Let's connect AWI with DDT. Let's start mm. that connection. Give and us an email. Can, and then Very we can good. get him into the deep into the bestie chat, which I know that he's been wanting to do. All it takes right. is an email. Got he's him. a good there guy. That, right that Brent that is your, he's a good guy. It's your homework. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Well, y'all get out of here, get the rest of your day going, and digest those pancakes. And uh, we will see you fellas on the other side. All right. Thank you a both. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Brilliant. Thanks, Bye. Take care, gents. Bye. All right. Well, that was fun. That was really good. I enjoyed good. that. Um, it's lovely to see Doc for the first time because we've already yeah, seen DC. The family has come together finally. That's right. The 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 consummation has happened, you know. And Doc, mm. I'll say this, you know, Doc is is not nearly as um as 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 horrid as uh, DC described him to be. No, of course not. <laughs> it's but uh, as, uh, how how long have we been going now? Fifty episodes, and every week we say it's always a work. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know if we. If you're not working, been, you're and, not, yeah. And as we know, they've been working us a lot longer than we've been working them. Hey, that's what the, that's what this business is, right? Yes, of course it is. All it is. So, um, so if you're still with us here, you know anybody that's normally with us here for the NXT UK or talk or other wrestling talk, mm. uh, we'll do that now. We wanted to to get our guests uh, featured and 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 done with first. We watched the match with them. Um, uh, so honestly, Glenn, all that I have watched this week was the UK. I did not watch any other wrestling this week. Uh, I had nothing else. Uh, no, I had no opinion. And apparently there's, uh, some, some AEW, uh, stuff that's happened. I don't know. Uh, I know we get a big AEW it's, match this coming week. I'm trying. I'm really trying hard with AEW and, they suck me in with their pay-per-view and then they go and let me down with Dynamite. Mm. I recorded Dynamite. I watched it last night. Um, wonderful idea. The other week when they had Kevin Owens on commentary, it added something to the commentary in WWE. He was really good on commentary. Uh, this week, AEW advertise they're going to have CM Punk on commentary. Brilliant! No, the guy as a talker is a genius. You'd expect, uh, but no, you're a JR, you're at um, Excalibur, and they all talked over him and round him and didn't give him a chance. Just to build an angle where he got beat down at the end by some big burly guys. And mm. by that time I'd lost interest in it. And I couldn't even tell you who they were. <laughs> oh no. But yeah. Well, that's surprising um, because it, it went you know, back, you know, many, many, many years ago, I seem to recall punk being um, a commentator sitting at the table on WWE programs. And I thought he was pretty good back then when he did it. 
He is. He, no, the guy is a brilliant talker, and there's nothing wrong. You know, but give him a chance. But with four people, with, if you've mm. got a four people booth, then as we just had, <laughs> but we're not used. You know, they're not normally three of we. We have the other occasion where there's three of us, which we'll go into at the end of the show about next week as well, because it's a big pay per view and we're going to have to have it back, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was something. That was something totally different because it was thanks to your great skills at hosting. Uh. We. <laughs> You do. A DC said it. You are natural at it. Mm. Um, and uh, but there, it just seemed like he was an inconvenience to the other three. Huh. Okay. They yeah, sort of, so do you, oh, oh, was that, oh, was... oh, hang on a minute. We've we've got him at the end there. We better throw something to him rather than mm. being part of the show. So okay. <laughs> so so was the was the problem that he was. Um, he was not, while he was on commentary, he was not focused on enough. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they didn't give him his time. Um, there was a lot of being talked over and talked around. Uh, it's a lot of Excalibur calling big moves. It's yeah. A, that's a, a tope, yeah. 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 It's a lot of um, <laughs> Every week I go in. Trying not to knock AEW, and every week I end up being on some. some um, this week proved it again, like we said last week. There's too much trying to be going on, whether it be in the commentators' booths or uh, in the ring. Too much trying to go on at, all at once. The best part of the show was when they, when they concentrated on Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. Both in white T-shirts, both talking to one another, and that was the best part of that show. I can see, I can, I can understand that. How, where are you on them having a match on free TV this week? Is that a good uh, idea? Bad idea? No, I think it's a good idea. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it, that's not a case of you've just brought him in, and. That's selling seats for down the road. It's like having if when Ric Flair used to go into a new territory, the first TV show, the first TV he would be on TV, and then you wouldn't see him for months apart from pay per views. And that's what they're going to probably do with Brian is that they'll have him in, they bring him in. It's Kenny Omega, the big show. Get it out of the way next week, and then build on it from there. And this is a a non-title match coming up this uh, this week. Do you? Which is excellent. Does that? Yeah, I, that is excellent. Uh, and the fact that he pointed that out, he said the title's down the road. Mm. Basically, Brian was dismissing the title. That's down the road. Mm. I want to wrestle you as a mano to mano. We've been we've been talked about two of the best in the business. Now let's actually see who's the best. Yeah. He says, you know, I, I think I'm better than you, and I just want to prove to the world that I am, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't have a problem. I know some people are complaining, you know, 
save it for a pay-per-view, save it, save it, save it. Well, you know, unless this is, unless this is each of these men's last match, you don't have to save it for anything. Um, No, I I think it's the right idea to put it on TV, free TV, non-title. Let's see what happens. And whatever happens next week on free TV, all it is, is another step to down the road when he actually competes for the title. Yeah. Yeah. And the same people that are going on about, oh, they should put it on pay-per-view straight away, are probably the same ones that are going, well, there's no reason to that. Why has he suddenly gone into the title shot? Right. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Good point. Now, do you think that the fact that it's non-title, does, is it a foregone conclusion that Brian's going to pin him one, two, three? No. I agree. No, I, I would say that's more... It's more of a foregone conclusion. There's going to be shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's true. You know, and actually, I think there's more story if Omega pins him clean. One, two, three. Oh yeah. There's but more. I don't, I that don't, there's actually more they can do if that's what happens. Yeah, I don't actually think there's going to be a clean pin anyway. No, there won't be because it's because, got, because it's AEW. <laughs> you got, yeah, you've got the elite on one side and and. They're trying hard as they can with Jurassic Express by nailing Brian Danielson's colors to that mask to get them made re- relevant. And yeah, so there's bound to be shenanigans in it. Yeah, th- there will be. You know, I, I think that, you know, that to me, there's more story if Omega pins him clean because then Omega can puff out his chest and see, see, I told you so, I am the best. And yeah. it, gives, it gives Brian a reason to work his way back to the main event position. That's you know? right. Um, I think there's more There's more to it if, if, if Omega pins him clean, always, but I'm with you. I think it's going to be a, a schmozzy finish. Uh, and it's, all, it's always been – it's wrestling 101. The baby face is always better chasing the heel than the other yep. way around. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, anyway, away from AEW. Yeah. I have actually watched some decent WWE this week. Oh, well, that's a scandalous accusation. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's lost our handful, handful of viewers and listeners. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no. uh, what um, was good? What would you see? No, I actually, Raw was better than SmackDown this week. There's that no is, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best... Obviously, the best thing on SmackDown always is the commentary. McAfee. McAfee is. <laughs> I've said it hundred times now. He is this generation's Bobby the Brain, and there's nothing that can change that. Um, I hope he wants to do this for the next thirty years. Yeah, yeah. But Raw, yeah. They they started off strong. They brought in Big E as the new champion, and then Randy Orton and Lashley and MVP all get involved, and and then they go to Charlotte, Shayna Baszler. Absolute amazing match. Hmm. The only thing I had from that uh, I made a note of was that why did Shayna wait for Charlotte to climb to the top, turn turnbuckle? To do a flip. Why not just walk away? (laughs) 
Yeah, you, I you know. Sat, you sat in there for three minutes while she's climbing. It wasn't a sort of right. a leap to the top of the ring. It's a, a slow climb. It's about the same as, as you would climbing up a ladder. She's yeah. Up the top there. Then she positions herself to do her flip. And then Shayna just standing there whistling and crossing her arms and waiting for it to come out. So whose fault is that? Is that is it Charlotte's fault for taking too long, or is it Shayna's fault for not um, working and selling on the outside it's, and turning around at just the right minute? Or, or what's whose fault is that? Um, I would say Charlotte's. Uh, there's never. I. She's one of the best women in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, with what I what I. I, I concentrate a lot on women's wrestling, and I would not say she's the best in the world like some within the WWE fans would do, but she's one of the best. And she just takes too long. She poses mm. for too long. Um, and Zack Sabre Jr. summed it up, and he said, why would you stand there and wait for somebody to leap off the top rope and land in your lap when you could just walk away and let them slam on the concrete? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, you know, I, I would put Whereas, a little bit. I would put a little bit of it on the person who's on the outside of the ring. You know, I, I think you know. You know I, I've never been in a professional wrestling match. I have no re room to talk here, but. It just seems like you can work it and sell it a little bit better on the outside so that oh, yeah. you are able to turn at the right second. You know, because if, if you're just standing there watching somebody, that's that's on you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you know, it, you know convince you see, us that you're about to get surprised by somebody jumping on you. You know, take your time, you know, kind of peek somehow, peek behind you, um, whatever, but you know, work it so that you turn around at the right moment. Yeah, and you see it far too often, especially when there's a group of people. That's yeah, that's the worst. Stand, climb the rope, go. Yeah, we're here. We'll catch you. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst. But uh, no, I would I would imagine a Charlotte and Shayna match. I mean, you know, how how could it be bad? There's no way it could be. There's no way. You know, that was that was a, a really little nitpick from it. Um, yeah. And surprisingly good with Damian Priest against Jeff Hardy. Mm. I'm not into Jeff Hardy at all now. Um, I'm in the beaver boat on Jeff Hardy that he should go home and stay home. <laughs> Agree. Or at least, or at least <laughs> go to AEW with his, with his brother and do stupid things there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And there was one spot in there where Damien Priest uh, suplexed him. Uh, and I worried for his safety. He shook his head so badly. And then Sheamus came to the ring and broke kicks him. Was this, the match, was, it, was this the match where people thought that maybe Priest was kind of kind of knocked out on his feet for a while? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, he he actually sold that quite well. Oh, okay. Um but I I, I made the note on that was bro kick was just what Jeff Hardy needed after being dropped on his head. Right, right. 
Yeah. You know, just Seamus <laughs> isn't Seamus isn't afraid to lay it in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, uh, so apparent, but apparently coming up on um, is it this coming Raw where we're getting uh, New Day versus Roman and the Usos? Is that happening on Monday? It. Yeah, tomorrow? that's happening Monday. Yeah, that's happening tomorrow. Wow. So same um, same so so same thing there about Punk uh, about uh, Danielson and Omega. Um, uh, not a bad idea to go ahead and put no. this on TV, right? No, and it's the last, yeah, it's the last one because the drafts on the first and the fourth. Okay, so then, but okay, so so this is then the, the pay per view is on Sunday. Yeah, a week from today. Yeah, so you got you got the pay per view on the Sunday, and then the draft starts on the Monday. So okay. yeah, this now get this one out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can draft New Day as a bulk or whichever way round you want to draft it. But they've got New Day back together now. I think they'll keep them together now with uh, Big E as the champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to be going. Yeah, you assume all three of them will be on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the pay per view there. So I guess we've got to uh, uh, bring old Brent back on the program yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. We can recover our title next huh? week. Yeah. Have they so. announced? So this this pay per view is Extreme Rules. Have they announced any extreme matches? No. <laughs> They're all just regular I'm hoping, one -on -one I'm regular hoping, matches. I'm hoping there'll be some stipulations this week. There's got to be. You, you can't yeah. have Extreme Rules without any extreme matches. Talking about extreme matches, we had Dewdrop against Eva Marie. Oh my! <laughs> the great thing about that was it was literally a squash match, <laughs> well, as it should be. <laughs> I like the, Piper, the squash matches. Piper, aka Dewdrop, absolutely squashed her. He even led Corey Graves. At the end, going, anybody got a spatula? So I <laughs> <laughs> can scrape Eva off the mat. <laughs> so, is that, so, so, what, what's next? What's next for each one of them? Is Eva Marie uh, done? Does she come in just to do this? I what really about Dewdrop? Dewdrop, Dewdrop sticks around. Dewdrop's going to definitely stick around. She's got too much of a good gimmick now. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, um, to be fair to Piper, we were all going about how horrible the, the name was and everything, but she's embraced it and she's ran with mm -hmm. it. And she's in, yeah. She looks out, like she's enjoying what she's doing. I've seen some of her Twitter activity, and I believe she re refers to herself uh, as Double D, which is. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Which is uh, an appropriate choice, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's embraced it. You know, when yeah. you're given something like that, you got to own it, you know, to the best of your ability and, and try to sell it. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what this business is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that was quite good. Uh, NXT. I quite enjoyed NXT. Um, this was the new okay. NXT 2.0, oh, right? God, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Brent actually tweeted, they should have a drinking. If we could have a drinking game of every time they mention 
NXT 2.0 would all be pissed by the end of the two Absolutely. Hours. 100%. Well, <laughs> oh, let, they let really the... hammered that home. Yeah. What, uh, uh, Rick Steiner Jr. Yeah, yeah. That stood out. Rick Steiner Jr. definitely stood out on this show. What about... <laughs> um, he did, absolutely. And it was a interesting choice for him to... Uh, to go over old Eli Drake in the way yeah. he did, but I think it was the right choice. Yeah. Um, I, that's not what I expected to happen. Um, I think that was the right choice. I think that guy, they're going to, they're going to put a lot behind him. I think he's going to be a top guy there very soon. Uh, what do you think about the old Creed brothers? They look impressive. <laughs> I like those guys. <laughs> um, well, Keep her powder dry because we know how they are with tag teams. They bring them in in NXT and they look really impressive and then all of a sudden they decide that they're going to bring them up and then go, oh, well, we haven't really got a tag division, so what can we do with them? Sure, If they get some time in NXT, uh, hopefully they won't become a new ascension and they'll do yeah. it. Well, the thing about you know, apart apart from a handful of people, apart from Eli Drake, um, and I'm tr even trying to think beyond that. But apart from him, I don't think that we're going to see any uh, main roster call ups for a long time. No, I don't either. Yeah, I'm I'll not sure just... other other than other than Eli Drake, who is Monday or Friday ready, and I'm not yeah. sure that any anybody there is. No, and I, I I think that having him lose to uh, whatever the guy's name Brian is, Breaker. That's him, <laughs> <laughs> Rick Steiner Jr. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's uh, was basically he he's uh, they they probably thought uh, this is a good thing. I don't know why we had him in the main event, but we will keep on with that because we advertise it as a four-man main event. Um, there yeah. was no reason. There was no reason for him to be there. He could have no. gone out on his back and got drafted next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise. I take that back. Now I say, I say, Eli Drake. I, I could see Austin Theory going um, to Monday or Friday. I think he's ready. Yeah, yeah um, I think he's ready. But they were just with. Uh, the index wedding and everything, they were just teasing a, a reunion of the wire. So, yeah, I uh, know, I know. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd bring up, I'd bring up old Eli and Austin and, and make them a tag team. Yeah, kind of juice yeah, up the, the main roster tag team division. I think those guys have a lot of the same personality traits. Um, but I think somebody... th those two as a tag team would work. There's somebody else that we know is kicking around that's not actually been on any show yet, but we know it has been signed. Hmm. Help me out. I'm drawing a blank. DB Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Old uh, Harry Smith, as they call Harry him Smith. in WWE land. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... That's Who about, knows? Yeah, that's, he could be a yeah. surprise draw. For for sure, for sure. That's uh, a good good choice. Yeah, he's kind of 
showed up uh he's done some dark matches but really hasn't been much on tv so they must yeah. be saving him for something he might be a name that gets drafted you might be right mm. um yeah. but uh because you know, they, they know they know he doesn't have to go through the full nxt thing again you know he, he's yeah. he's tv ready yeah, he's he's beyond he, developmental for sure. Yeah, he's he, he's a name, and they know you know people know him. Yeah, even if they only know his dad, since sure. he walks out in the red, white, and blue, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah you're but, right. That's a good good choice. He might he might be a guy that gets drafted. Good call. I, I, you know, it's easy to forget about him because they don't do anything with him. They don't no. show him to us. You know, so it's easy to forget about him. Yeah, that apple didn't fall far from that tree. No, no, no. <laughs> um, speaking of of, of 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 UK people, though, yes, Clint, this oh. UK NXT UK program this week, my <laughs> my goodness, week. how good is this show? They <laughs> do it every week. Just my when you goodness. think they can't, they can't keep up the standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't yeah. know who I don't know who is you know the who is the true you know behind the scenes creative person there. You know they've got old Sid Scala as the general manager of the show. You know, but yeah. you know he's not the real decision maker on anything. You know, no. whoever it is that's that putting that's putting together this show, um, they 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 need all the commendations in the world. They are doing an outstanding job. Um, this. This week, the show opened up with a Heritage Cup tournament match. Match I was greatly looking forward to here. Noam Dar, yes. Kenny Williams, the two two of the scummiest people in the wrestling business. Two heels having a heel match. Um, Heritage Cup style. Glenn, uh, what do you think about this? Absolutely perfect. Yep. Absolutely perfect. You know, last week the they, were so, they were talking about it last week, where uh, Kenny Williams is going on about being a cockroach, and mm -hmm. basically, no one does. Says, "Yeah, you ain't learned, you ain't learned anything yet." <laughs> he said, "The greatest line, one of the great promo lines of the year last week." Noam Dar said to Kenny Williams, "Whoever you think you are." I am, and and, and that's what happened. You know, he, yeah. he went, yeah, he went. He out cockroached him in every way. You know, yeah. he 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 did. He 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 got away with everything sneaky. Um, Williams tried to do some stuff. Uh, underhanded tactics didn't exactly work out. Dar's uh, scumminess won through. He did the whole um, mm. Eddie Guerrero thing where he tossed the where Eddie Guerrero would toss the chair to the opponent. And yeah. then fall down, and the referee would turn around. He did and that it, with Williams, except with the water bottle. Water bottle. How, how wonderful was how wonderful yeah. was that? That the, it's the old thing about the the gun in the first. We go on yeah. about it week after week. That was set in stone in any in Kenny Williams' last match where he used the water bottle. Yep, he used the water bottle illegally to get a win yeah. earlier in the tournament. And yeah, there you go. He he tried to. You know, uh, try to maybe do it again, but uh, old Dar out cockroached him. Um, yeah. there just outstanding, outstanding storytelling. Then there was yeah. a uh, there was a uh, moment where at the end of the match, uh, Shaw Samuels did his best uh, 
uh, Hornswoggle yeah, impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Tell from the ring. And even that was set up before that was set up before because they had said, you know, Dar had said, I don't want Shaw Samuels to come out and help me. I can do this on my own. Again, Nigel McGuinness knocking it out of the park on commentary. Williams has got his leg caught in Samuel's hand. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a great line. That was a great line. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've said before, I think I say it every week we see one of these Heritage Cup matches. It's it would be easy for all these matches to feel the same, but they they absolutely do not. Every single one of them feels different. You know, this version was a heel versus heel Heritage Cup match where they were trying to. Uh, come up with the dirtiest, sleaziest, cockroachiest ways to win. And um, just just outstanding, outstanding uh, piece of business between those two. So that moves that moves Dar on to the final, yep. where he will face the winner of Wolfgang and Teo Man. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that, I, that match next week to see who also I, reaches the final. I don't want to predict that one. I really... <laughs> That whatever might way, be the one way, where whatever way around they've they've worked this perfectly that you're gonna have a hill winner. You've yeah, already got one yeah. hill in the final, and they're gonna have one of the other two hills in the final yeah. with to face the baby face down the line. I just am very interested if, if this is the 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 Tio Man match that gets unprofessional. Because <laughs> it could yeah, oh cold <laughs> God Wolfgang, he's yeah. You don't need you don't need to tempt a man from Glasgow to um, <laughs> go unprofessional, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, uh, it, it would be interesting to see. If, very nice. Yeah, this may be the one that they have to uh, reshoot and edit a few times in case it gets unprofessional. And um, then, so yeah, and then within the women's bit. We had a bit that probably had you popping a little. <laughs> Isla Dole, the very weird Virginia. <laughs> yes. I had no idea I needed an Isla Dawn and Ginny interaction in my life, but obviously I did. Yeah. Um, I, I may have squealed a little bit when it happened. Uh, who knows where it's going, you know. Jenny walks in with to us. We we assume her locker room. Yeah. Isla Dawn is sitting there in the the makeup chair. Jenny, you know, of course, gives her the 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 nasty faces that she's so good at doing. Yeah. Isla Dawn, you know, smiles in her um, adorable but creepy and weird way and walks away. Jenny sees an an, an upside down star, a pentagram, pentagram if you will, on the, the mirror, mirror, and Jenny is just like. What the hell is this? You know, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's interesting. We'll see where that's going, but uh, yeah, J- more Jenny and more Isle of Dawn, please. Yeah, and we've got this geezer Charlie Dempsey coming in. Now, this guy we've seen before, except we didn't call him Charlie Dempsey, we called him Bailey Matthews. Is that correct? That's correct. And he he's a somebody, isn't he? He's uh, he's, he's, he, he's 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 grown he's, up in the business, as they say. Uh, he's won something, actually. Hmm. What has he uh, won? Uh, w- wasn't it a certain Corona Cup? 
Oh, 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 you're, yes, you're right. You're right. He may have won um, uh, the, the, the G1 style fantasy booking that DC did. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And his his dad his dad I think I, I think I've heard of his father. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. His, Can you can you remind me who that might be? Um, I think he's got something to do with WWE. Something uh, you know, a guy a guy that had a cup of coffee with WWE. You know, he's been around a little bit. You may have seen him. Yeah. yeah. And what's he What's he doing now? Well, I think he's general manager of NXT. Oh, you're talking about William Regal. That's the guy. That is Mr. Dempsey's slash Matthews, whatever you want to call him. Yes, the son of William Regal coming in, cutting a very serious promo where he was talking about how he's going to show the people some things they've never seen, how he has studied the the ancient art of British professional professional wrestling. Uh, there will be no flips and dives with Mr. Dempsey. Um, and if he's got... Uh, Half the facials of his father, oh. then I'm all in for it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's, he's gonna be. I'm excited gonna, for him because he. If he's gonna be a brawler, the half the acting skills of his father, then he's gonna go a long, long way. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that we've seen on NXT before, on a UK show before. We've seen him as Bailey Matthews, and he's one of those guys that I always say. Man, every one of these underneath, you know, job guys in NXT yeah. UK are better than most people on any of the other programs. You know, they're already That's so right. good. Yeah. You know, um, so they're gonna they're apparently gonna give him a little rub, give him some time to shine coming in under a new name. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, could be that Noam Dar eventually takes the Heritage Cup from Mr. Bate. Could be that Mr. Dempsey and Mr. Dar would be a good Heritage Cup program at some point. Um, I can see that happening. You know, and speaking of Mr. Bate, we saw him and Trent Seven Man. cut a little promo there. And I told you on Twitter, I told you, I don't really trust this Trent Seven guy. No. And sure enough, he comes out there and Tyler Bates wearing a white shirt. Trent Seven's wearing a black shirt. Uh, I'm not saying that means anything, but one of them's in white, one of them's in black. That might matter. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I hope they don't split up. I just want to, you know, if they go to separate ways, fair enough. But they've done that. They did it on progress. They don't need to do it again. Mm. This big out with Mustache Mountain. That's a well that they can keep coming back to. They don't need to, to do it nastily. It doesn't need a barbershop window. Uh, okay. All right. Because, you know, when, when the, that Michaels and Janetti uh, segment, um, Jetty came out looking like he always looked, and Michaels came yeah. out wearing all black. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not I saying know, anything, but I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know all the signs are there. Yeah, but then again, yeah. we have one tag team that is definitely never going to break up. They're never going to break up, and they never should break up. And we are, of course, talking every week. Every, every week. Every week. We go, they cannot have a better match than the one they had the week before. And they've gone boom, boom, boom. And <laughs> this week, if he was in Japan, 
at the G1 or whatever it is that's going on there at the moment, Meltzer would be giving this about 20 stars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for sure. We, of course, are talking about Pretty Deadly, the greatest tag team in the world. They had a title defense this week against Gallus, Joe, and Mark Coffey. Um, the thing about Pretty Deadly, um, they have fully figured out who they are. Uh, and all of their promos, all of their behind-the-scenes stuff, all of their Twitter stuff that never shows up on the program, they have fully and completely figured out who they are, and they are putting that out there. Um, you never see them anywhere where they are not um, in their pretty deadly gimmick. And I mm. appreciate pro wrestlers that stay true to their gimmick um, yeah. even if they're not on the television program, uh, that set of, that stuff matters. And, uh, uh, so that they believe in who they are and they show it. And, you know, just when it just outstanding masters in the craft of tag team wrestling on how they mm -hmm. do tags, um, on their innovative offense, how they cut the ring off in half. Yeah. Hey, yeah they, that's all. Palm to palm, e no backslap. Even, e even the blind tags are reaching yes. out behind them and a full hand where the referee can see the tag's been made. That's right. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, otherwise the tag doesn't count. The referee has to see it. You know. Yeah. So, um, and the idea is that the the opponent does not. Um, hmm. So yeah, they're just just masters of the craft, and, and you know, and and kudos to 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 Joe and Mark Coffey here, they were outstanding in this match as well. Well, this is it. Um, I'm not surprised that this was basically... I can't see us see Pretty Deadly actually in the ring again now for a while. Mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Because they've gone through everybody. This was the final boss as far as opponents went uh yeah they'd already done they'd already done the mark coffee and wolf game mm -hmm. but then switching it round and putting the brothers back together who have been tagging to well probably in the womb yeah 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 you know, <laughs> you know, they are yeah. brothers yeah they're not yeah. You know, this is not a gimmick this is this is not on and ollie anderson these these two guys they've been tagging around the uk well, I've known fifteen years. Mm. Yeah, so. and I was thinking the same thing. You know, I was sort of like, okay, now who's next for Pretty Deadly? And there's really mm. not an answer for that, and that's fine. No, you know, they can they can walk out and puff out their chests and brag that they've beaten everybody, and there's nobody left, and all that. Yeah. And, you know, they can get uh, they can get weeks of work off of that angle and that gimmick. You know, and and, well, and then NXT U NXT UK has to build the next challenger, and we know. Um, uh, and we know how good they are of every time there's a tag match in NXT UK. Because Chairman and uh, Rowan Raja, they're going to yeah. be a tag team at some point. Sure. Uh, so they'll be chucked in a, a, against Andrews and, and Webster. And yeah. So they'll, for weeks, now they'll be building to the next opponent, and we know the pretty deadly will turn up. They'll do their commentary, or mm -hmm. they'll be arsing around at the back, just keeping everybody relevant, like they did 
up building up to this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got it. They've got it exactly right. They've got mm. the formula exactly right. And uh, you know, we say that every week. A you know, UK show, top to bottom, the best uh, weekly wrestling show by far. It's not even a competition. You know, and I mentioned on Twitter the other day. I mean, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves. Every week, every show, whether it's the Monday, the Tuesday, the, the the Wednesday, or the Friday shows, every one of them has things that are awesome, and every one of them have things that are garbage. And uh, there's never garbage on the UK show. Never. No, because you know, it, it, it is that thing. They've only got an hour, so they don't mm -hmm. need fillers. Every little promo, this harked back. Whoever's as you say, whoever's doing it has done their homework and knows their history because this harks back to the golden age of TV regional wrestling. Yeah, where 100%. Every, every promo meant something to enhance a story. You don't have people just gobbling along. There's never anybody shoving a mic and they don't have a stick, man, and you don't notice it. Right, that's fair. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, it, they do no great. Need. No, and they do great pre-taped promos, like the yeah uh, the the Wolfgang and uh, Tio Man promos that are you know they did to hype up yeah. next week's match. They're great, and obviously they're pre-taped and all that stuff. But even at no point did I think either one of those guys was reading something scripted. No, no. I don't know if they were or not. I don't know no. if they gave them bullet points. I don't know if they just said, "All right, Wolfgang." Talk about next week. I don't know what they did. The director did, but uh, uh, at no point did they feel scripted. And nothing about the UK show screams. Mm. Um, nothing at the show is winking at the camera and making fun of the business or anything like that. It all no. um, seems legitimate, which is what I want. I want, I want to believe that it's real. <laughs> basic, basically, you know, we're at episode 50. When we first started discussing this, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to bring wrestling back rather, you know, two people that enjoy wrestling, talking about wrestling, finding old matches that neither of us had seen before or, you know, um, we've done that now for 50 episodes. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. We have, uh, um, we have made it. <laughs> um, and we've been blessed in the fact that NXT UK came along mm -hmm. and they've basically fulfilled every need. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. It ticks every it's, box that we wanted from a current were, day wrestling yeah. show. If it were not for the UK show over these last 50 episodes or so, it would be a lot harder to be mostly positive about the wrestling business. Yeah. <laughs> If yeah. all we had was everything else, it would be tempting to to point out the the silliness of things or the ridiculous yeah. of things. So the fact right. that the UK show has been so good, it has helped us to remain positive. You know, ninety percent, ninety nine percent positive. What we try to stick to on this show, point out the things we like more yeah. than the things we don't. And the That's UK it. show has has helped in that endeavor for sure. So uh, uh, I don't know if it's just uh, riding a hot streak or what, but uh, whoever's in charge over there, hopefully they stay in charge and keep doing what they're doing. I think with the people that they've got there, that um, it will just continue 
Yes. Don't tell Vince um, that it exists. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but even if he finds out and he starts recruiting people like Piper, it's not going to affect the NXT mm. UK that much. Uh, as long it, as they keep the so people much... running it in place. They can they can yeah. swap out talents, but keep this... the people running it in place. And there's so much good talent throughout this country that can be brought in. Yeah. Just for an yeah. hour show a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, throughout, you know, just all, all of Europe. Just, I mean, because they brought yeah. in they brought in Walter and they brought in Ilya and Tio yeah, Man and, and, and Rohan Raja and all these guys. I mean, so throughout all of Europe, sure. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um yeah. Back in 2015, when I was banging my head against a brick wall trying to get British wrestling recognized for what it was, um, I nearly gave up. Uh, I nearly gave up on it all. But then I met Doc on Twitter. Doc followed me on Twitter. One of my first followers. Um, <laughs> and then, obviously, through that, I met DC and then yourself. Um, the whole thing of British wrestling, and it makes me so proud that they're coming up with a product that I can actually be proud of and say to people, you need to watch this. And that everybody that watches it says, I'm really glad I watch this. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. It's, it would, if you're going to uh, introduce someone who is new to wrestling to wrestling and you want to show them current stuff, mm. show them NXT UK. Yeah. Cause you won't, you wouldn't feel silly showing it to them. No. <laughs> if you showed him some of the stuff from Raw or some of the stuff from yeah. Dynamite, you would feel ridiculous. You'd be like, okay, yeah, sorry, don't watch. I don't mean this segment. This segment's not good. Don't watch this. <laughs> yeah. You could show them the entire UK show, and uh, if they like it, great. If they don't, great. But you, know, you wouldn't feel embarrassed showing someone the UK show. No. Yeah. So. Anyway, so there, there we go again. Once again, a very good episode of UK. You know, we are uh, excited about what's going to happen with it this coming week. We'll know the next finalist for the Heritage Cup. Uh, big week, though, coming up. We've got a lot we're going to have to keep our eye on. We've got the, yeah. the big Raw match tomorrow. We've got the big Dynamite match on Wednesday. We're going to see what the second of episode of what NXT UK, uh, I'm sorry, NXT 2.0 has in store for us. Um uh, so a big week leading up to this week's pay-per-view one week from today. And I guess yeah. one week from today, we will try to get Brent back on at AWI pod to def uh, defend our title. We, we can take it back. Maybe we've got to uh, put on our thinking cap. Send DDT an email. Yep. That was a subliminal message. Only Brent heard that. Um, uh, send an email to DDT uh, Wrestling Podcast at DDT Wrestling Brent. They called you out specifically, but everybody else hearing us do that as well. Um, before we get out of here, yeah, uh, getting, Glenn, good. It's basically it's us. It's us to uh, Mitchell most weeks now. So yeah, uh, yeah. Where you at, Jay? People, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Danny, Danielle, where are you? Where's your emails? Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, 
before we get out of here, Glenn, anything else we need to mention? We need to plug any updates, anything at all that people or we need um, to know. I mentioned it last week. Uh, Bang Bang Podcast. And he's come back. He's doing it on his own. He's lost his partner in crime, so he's doing it with guest hosts every week. Um, I'm on sometime in December because what they do is they, they, they concentrate on a show from whatever week they are recording. So um, and he gave me, I think, the 28th of November through to the 12th of December. Um, and I picked an old episode of uh, Smoky Mountain because I knew that that was the episode that in the dark match, which I actually found on YouTube, between the gangsters and Rock and Roll Express. My goodness, yeah, that's uh, that's a good piece of business right there. So, yeah, I thought Very that would great. represent us well to go on the yes, um, indeed, and, dis- and discuss that show and uh, that dark match at the end of it. Very good, yes. Uh, so. Uh, hopefully uh, that will give the Bang Bang listeners some idea of the sort of thing that we like to watch and talk about here That's on right. Piece of Business. So, yep. Anyway, uh, Glenn. So uh, I think that's about it. I guess you uh, have about ten, 10 more beers to drink to celebrate Arsenal's win yesterday. I need to. I need to relieve myself <laughs> with the two that I've already <laughs> drunk first. I hear you. I've had been drinking <laughs> water and coffee all morning. I hear you. Uh, all right. Well, again, everybody, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Give us a follow at EPL and NFL at GA WrestleNut at Peace of Business. All that is left is for Glenn to say goodbye. Not quite. Oh, thanks again. To, thanks again to DC and Doc for coming on, making our morning. We love you guys. That's it. Goodbye. All right.